In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast mutant 10,000 years in the future is the one, the only. My name is Travis Pratt's. <laughs> All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome. To, you're listening to the Comic Exposure Podcast, where Travis and I dive deep into some trades and some graphic novels, and then other episodes, we kind of just go into uh, talking about what's going on in the world of comics. This is a departure, Travis, a slight departure for you and I. Yeah. As we've spent the last 12 weeks and a, and a good chunk of our paychecks. Re- reading weekly <laughs> a weekly comic and we're going to talk about it before it comes out in trades before it moves into anything maybe we'll get a couple new listeners because it's it's current yeah 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 it's topical and, unlike astro and, city we did last week which right. is a book be, be, that's right? decades old that's a decades old but people are gonna be like hashtag hox pox so yeah. here's what we're doing we travis and i have been reading a house of x and Hawks powers Hawks. of x powers yeah. of x powers of 10 i don't yeah, know yeah. how you say it but here's what we, we're gonna do right now we are no longer gonna refer to that uh the these books by their individual titles we're gonna say hickman's x-men because yes. i i'm going i can't do the powers of 10 and powers no. of x it's one complete story it's hox pox baby so travel Hox pox hashtag hock pox let me make a note uh, hox hox pox, pox. Uh, hox I, on I, both had, your I, I had a bad case of hox pox once, but a pox he, on both your hoxes, I believe <laughs> is what it is. Uh, so Travis and I dove into uh, we, we dove into House of X and Power of X, both written by Hickman uh, out on Marvel Comics. OK, so on who's doing art on uh, on these bad boys? Uh, I can never. It's there. I can pull. Uh, I let's that. see. La Raza. No, right, 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 right. Uh, which one is he doing? He's doing the one second. Uh, so Pepe Larraz is doing uh, is doing House of X. So Jonathan Hickman is is writing both House of X and Powers of X. Uh, Pepe Larraz is doing House of X, and then on uh, who's who's doing the art on the other one, buddy? What's his name? Well, I'm pulling it up. Let's see. I got it right here. Powers is uh, Silva. Uh, so we've got powers is the one that's a little more funky. Uh, and I don't, I can't get his, I don't, I don't have Silva's, uh, first name right here. It's not on the, really the front card of this bad boy. So we'll refer to him as Silva funky Cole Medina. It's, it's RB Silva, RB Silva. So he, he's got the meats and the talent to draw, if I do remember. So RB Silva and Pepe Larraz is doing the other one. And so Travis, this is unusual for us. Something pulled us yeah. who are not weekly comic book guys normally and made us spend far too much money per issue. Yeah. A, a uh, lot, $5.99? A, yeah, $5.99. Sometimes you get like $4.99. Uh, I think the the first I didn't start reading from issue one. I think like the third issue had come out, and by that time they were selling like the first two issues for like four ninety nine. So I got like a buck Ooh, and, and saved a, a whole two off. bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, man, that's Listen, that's good. Any amount of money helps when you're reading this X Men run. 
Oh, man. So we dove into this, and Travis, I just, I know that there's a little bit of people who aren't sure about it. There are some people who are un, I don't know, but here's what I'm going to tell you, Travis. I loved it. Absolutely. I loved it. And I know we've. Fantastic. We've been we've yeah. dying to read this, talk about this for like weeks now. We did a little right. preview of it like about four episodes ago, but we yeah. were just like just salivating to talk about this. In fact, uh, we normally don't text each other about like things that are happening in individual no. books. But for this one, there was a couple of like loose texts that slipped out. Yeah, very much like, dude, did you see? Have you read this yet? <laughs> um, I he, here's here's what I uh, you, I think, Travis. I don't know about you, but I have not read an X-Men book in a long time, right? Like I, you and I grew up 90s X-Men, the cartoon, uh, which was quintessential for me getting into comic books and getting into like characters. That X-Men book got me to reading uh, Wolverine. Like I didn't collect a whole lot of X-Men books, but I read a lot of Wolverine. Okay. Uh, remember the, remember the one that the, uh, Wolverine files or whatever and it had claw marks in the cover of it. it was like a yellow it looked like a manila folder if it was x-men in the 90s i own it so and it yes. was it was wolverine yeah. and it had the claw marks in the middle of it i had that and then that was where i started my run i think it was like wolverine 50 or something like that and yes. then i remember reading it for a long time after that i read a little bit of x-men here and there but really the cartoon was was my jam i read a lot of wolverine and then i would jump into stuff like x-force and you know in, in, in and out of books like that. Yeah. But it has been a long time since I've read modern X-Men. I I didn't read what's his name's run. Grant Morrison's. Uh, I didn't read Grant Morrison. You I read, didn't read um, uh, what's his name? Um who's uh Avengers movie director guy? I can't think of it right now. Um Buffy Vampire Slayer, help me didn't out. Didn't read that one either. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, was solid. I didn't read like what, who I am I thinking read... of? Who, what's 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 my name I'm thinking of? I don't remember his like, name. That's a Buffy name the Vampire that, Slayer guy. Yeah, because that's a name. Josh that, Sweden. Josh Sweden. Sweden, thank you, because that's a name that you don't screw up in the nerd community. No, 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 but I didn't read I, I didn't read a lot of newer X-Men stuff. And I I think I maybe read the one thing that I read was like poking fun at the X-Men. It was the uh the the worst, worst X-Men ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, the, yeah the, the worst ever. X-Men. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I did read, I will tell you that um the the uh history of the X-Men that was coming out, those three treasure trove size ones. Yeah, we did a podcast on the first one. Yeah, yeah. I read all three of those, got my X-Men history. I was like, oh, I remember that. I remember that thing. You and I did Dark Phoenix Dark Saga Phoenix on the saga. show. Yeah. Um. So, but damn, if this didn't make me go like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. Give me all your, give me all of your X-Men, Hickman. Yeah, it, so I grew up i cut my teeth in comics on the x-men i i think i own every x title from like 1992 to like 1999 right after onslaught or whatever it is and i love it because i i loved the big arcing stories i loved the like how they weren't afraid so like remember age of apocalypse when that came out when you go back and you yeah. read age of apocalypse now the art designs are cool but the story eh. but th just like the experience of being absorbed in like this here are the characters I know, but there's all these slight twists and bends in them, and that would happen at least once a year in yeah. the X-Men series. And so reading this book, I, not only am I like, dude, I really love the X-Men again, but two, I felt like a kid again, man. I felt like a kid, just like, couldn't wait. I couldn't right. wait till the day that I, came out. It's crazy. I read, so I'm, I was on break this week, and 
the last issue of uh of of powers of x came out and i got it i usually get it like sometime after wednesday right for me i'm usually like okay i'll get it i'll read it over the weekend or whatever right but i was like i gotta get it i've been i've been literally wednesday night buying it and reading it like clockwork oh yeah uh this one i haven't waited on i haven't slept on them i've been like okay it's here let me read it yeah 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 like setting you're setting alerts on your google like right and and so this is this is really weird right now because there's a there's this a bunch of stuff from my childhood is like coming back and it's been this renaissance of me feeling very youthful lately and i don't know if it's just like the moons are right or because people our age are now in control of things. And so we get to decide that stuff. So the legend of like Zelda links awakening came out on the Nintendo switch. And I played the hell out of that. That new dark crystal series was on Netflix and it is puppet game of Thrones. And it was fantastic. And I loved it. I've been reading X-Men comics weekly and (laughs) Bad Religion, Lag Wagon, and Strung Out all came out with just blistering, amazing albums the last couple months. So I have no idea what's going on in my life, but I've just reverted back and it's been it's been wonderful to get all of these things right plus you're still getting laid it's like the best of both worlds all right it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing yeah so let's 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 talk about like how this x-men book came about I, yeah. you know i don't know all the the ins and outs behind the the business side of it but basically uh, marvel g- decided to give hickman the x-men characters um the x-men i you know i'm sure they're a popular selling title but i i don't i can't think of the last event that really uh, pull people in. I never read House of M, but that seems to be like a tentpole um, right. uh, event in X-Men. I, well, I think what we saw is we saw sort of like when the when the Marvel movies got big, X-Men wasn't getting pushed, right? Because right. there was that, that Fox-Marvel split, and so the X-Men books were kind of getting pushed to the side. They tried to do this thing with X-Men Red and X-Men Blue, and I think I read a couple issues of those, but didn't really get sucked into what's going on. This is a I don't want to say it's a hard reset but it's very much a here you go this is my universe now right yeah. like Hickman is laying it down and saying I, it doesn't really matter if you read anything before like well I w- I wouldn't say that there's yeah. a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff where you're like I it, there were characters I didn't necessarily know and so like I'm destiny curious destiny and stuff like that yeah right and and but at the same time he's kind of resetting a bunch of stuff Right, yeah. And that and, felt interesting. Yes, and absolutely. And I, So Marvel gives him the reins, uh, and yeah. they cancel. They just wipe the slate clean of all X-Men books this summer. And they're yeah. like, you get two. You get two titles. Powers of Ten, House of Hox, X. Hoxpox, baby. Hoxpox, baby! <laughs> you get the Hoxpox coming at you, and that's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and at the end of it, then we're going we're gonna to use those two titles to launch into, like, six other titles. Right. Uh, but everything will, from this point on, at least for the foreseeable future, uh, be will connected be connected to what he's laying down. Yep. So yeah. he's keep he, basically this is Hickman clearing the board. Getting it's like uh, spring cleaning, man. You're going into that closet, you're just cleaning everything out. You're making room for more shit. You're 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 yeah. you're taking your essentials. You're rearranging them. And so I think today a lot of our our talk is going to be what did Hickman rearrange in the X Men universe? What do we like about it? And what do we see for the future of this universe? But before yeah. we get to that, dude, I think the most impossible task is to summarize the premise of this freaking book, man. This is I don't, 
Yeah, there's so both both books are intertwined but separate Mm -hmm. at the same time, right? So so House of X really sets up this main idea that uh, that um, you've got Xavier and Magneto have joined forces 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 with (laughs) with with uh, with Mister Sinister and Apocalypse uh, and Exodus and Emma Frost and. and All, all of these people have kind of joined forces and they have created a new haven for mutants, Krakoa, the mutant island, and they use these seeds to make pause. We, medicine. We're going to pause in the middle of this as we go through it. One of my things I do not like is the name Krakoa. <laughs> it reminds, like, uh, it sounds like Krakatoa, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and Krakatoa! Krakoa! But anyways, yeah. uh, Krakoa, well, however you say yeah, it. Yeah. But any, anyways... Um, they make these seeds and essentially they are blackmailing the rest of the world. Maybe blackmailing is not really the right word, but leveraging yes. to get the rest of the world on their side. Essentially yes. saying like, look, we've got a drug that will cure cancer and almost every single ailment like that. We've got a medicine that will extend human life. You get it. All you got to do is give us free reign. Right. Uh, at this point, very familiar X-Men story. The idea of uh, like whether it be Genosha or like yeah. some uh, place off world creating a safe haven for mutants. You're like, oh, this is kind of familiar territory. I thought we were doing something new. Go ahead, Josh. But yep. at the same time, what you get is you get Xavier flipping the script, right? He's the one who says, screw humans. We're just going to do this thing ourselves. Right. And at the same time, you have this long form thing going on where we get the many lives of Moira McTaggart as she's essentially orchestrating the whole thing. Yes. And then in Powers of Ten, you're getting the look at the future of X-Men year one, year 10, year 100, year 1000 out. Right. Right. And then there's this whole Nimrod story that goes on with that. That that's the thing I have the loosest grip on. Me too. Yeah. But at the same time, it is probably the most like it's got me the most going like, hmm, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. And so and and the mutants can clone themselves and there's three mutants who can use their powers to re so all of the mutants that died in all of these events previously. Yep. House they now M, have Genosha. Yeah, any, they now anything. have the power to bring them back. And that's as they are, crazy. as exactly as they left. Yeah. 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 And which I, is crazy. So uh, there's a couple of things in in there. One, yeah. this more meta- meta- the Mora Metagart. Uh, Metagart. Um beautiful. Be- my it's favorite the, part that is of the, of the, the favorite part of the book. So what Hickman does is so brilliant. So we, we didn't mention that more uh, Metagart is her. We find out she is a mutant, and her mutant ability is to reincarnate, it's and not re- reincarnate as something else, but just go back to the beginning and with all of her memories intact. Exactly, and we're like, wow. So it's, this person's infinitely immortal. Nope, not so. Apparently, she only has like ten or eleven lives, ten or eleven times that she can reincarnate. So she's yeah. on a ticking clock, and so what you get is the reset of the X-Men universe uh, from the viewpoint of this, up till now, a very ancillary character in the X-Men universe. She's always kind of been like the science chick who helps Xavier out and is like uh, pro-mutants. But all of a sudden, we take this character that we don't know too much about, 
that hasn't been fleshed out too much, and we make her the catalyst for this changing of the universe. And he's not, this isn't an alternate universe. Hickman has said that the, um, the, God, this is so confusing. The last, um, the X-Men universe that they're on is Mora's current life. Like that, that takes into account all like the previous X-Men continuity. And the other Mora lives that we get in these two books we get a lot of peeks into some of her other lives. Those are all like divergent uh, continuities. But so Hickman isn't, it's not like Age of Apocalypse. It's not this stuff. He's taking X-Men where it is right now and just doing a reset through this this character. It's And it's Which a is, brilliant concept. And the fact we're like, Okay, so one that of the was a last... bunch of, that was a bunch of gobbledygook, by the way. I like I, oh, as I was talking, I, I was like, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. It's and I will tell you, here's the thing. I I love Hickman. I like I think he's a fantastic science fiction writer, right? I really dug the stuff that he's done on Image. I didn't really read I didn't read his Fantastic Four stuff, but I, I heard, heard it was, it was really good. good. Um, but I love the stuff he was doing over at image comics. I love <coughs> sort of hard sci-fi weird stuff, right? Like literally a couple nights ago, I watched a documentary on, uh, how the idea of a- the movie alien came about, right? Like, uh, it's called memory. You can get it on iTunes right now. If you want guys, it's, it's, you can rent it five ninety nine or something like that. And while you're on iTunes, go ahead and just go ahead and search comic exposure. Give ourselves a nice little four or five star rating there and then go back and watch your alien shit. Um, but but like he does all of this kooky design stuff that keeps showing up in this book. There's documents you get to read and and images of how we make these chimera of mutants and we combine different mutants together. And there's all of this super sci-fi stuff in with the X-Men. And I absolutely love it, dude. Right. I, I, I love it. I think that we are very extreme on our ends as readers. We like really small personal stories or we like big scoping epic stories. And Hickman is on that big scoping uh, epic story size. He likes these big stories. He likes the uh, stakes to be really high on, on these things as opposed to like maybe like a Jeff Lemire, what Jeff Lemire does yeah. independently, both good, but Hickman is a master at starting with the uh, macro and then giving it to you through some mac- micro story. Right. Like East of West is one of those yeah. things where you're like, what? Like it is this giant, huge expansing thing. And there's just something really intriguing about his design work and, and every issue of this, like you're like, I have no idea what's going on. And then it's fleshed out a little more in the next issue. Yeah. And then you're like, there's pieces you were missing there. And it's fleshed out in the next issue where you're getting stuff. And it's not until these last two issues where it kind of cements, oh, that's what's that's why we're at where we're at right now, right? Yep. The the whole thing when it starts talking about the the our nano robot future, right? Like yeah. humans are extinct and mutants are extinct. It's got we've been, we don't know about it until until the end of the twelve issues. Right. right? We're we're like humanity has been replaced by robot humans, right? Yeah. Uh and then those robot humans have made giant hive minds that live in black holes, so they live outside the scope of time. Right. And we find out at the end of this thing that 
before they were going about the X-Men were going about it all wrong. They kept they didn't know who the enemy was. They thought it was right. humans and they thought it was robots. But it's humans ability to control their own evolution, which is right. the enemy. It's humans' right. ability to control their own evolutions. Because as we find out, the robots are inevitable. Mora finds that out. She goes, I can't yeah. stop that. It's just the way time works, there will be a point where robots enter and we can't stop it. No matter if we killed Trask or whatever it is. And it's such right. a brilliant revelation. It's, it makes it so internal, you know? Yeah, it's it's really interesting. And I'm I'm I there are so many little bits and pieces in this that that like I said, the Moira story line is really interesting. Um, I really did dig seeing, uh, Logan far flung in the future. And you're like, well, how can he live that long? And then you're like, oh, he could just basically, he's just, they just like clone him over and over, over again. again yeah. Uh, and that's how he goes that far. And that's really interesting. And then, um, there was just so many little pieces of it that I thought were just, I just want to know more and more about where we're at in this stuff, right? I want to see Rasputin, right? I want to see where that goes. And there was this whole scene. There's one issue where it ends and there's an explosion, right? You got this really great X-Men action issue. And you got uh, you got they, uh, the X-Men. They go and infiltrate the ship and they've got to blow up the mother whatever the hell it is. Master mold. Master mold, right? They've got to blow up the master mold. Otherwise the Sentinels are going to take over or whatever. And so they get there and then they're all killed. And you're like, Oh my gosh. And that's how Hickman goes. No, it's okay. I'm going to lay out how we've been cloning, how we can clone X-Men now. And you're kind of like, okay, well there's no stakes now. Exactly. Yeah. Right. There's no stakes now, but at some point, all of those mutants are not in the future, right? Because you don't see any of them exactly. in the far-flung future except for, like, Logan and Moira, right? right? You don't get a lot of the other ones, and it's just – I'm just like, well, all right, the, man. The, the stakes are still there because we know everyone dies. They always lose. So this, yeah. this, you could have the uh, ex machina uh, device be crazy like that. Because yeah. the stakes are they always lose. So they yeah. have to have every advantage possible. So the ability to just reclone someone after they die uh is like it's they you still they're still down. Like they're still the yeah. underdogs in this. They fight. still lose. Yeah, yeah, they still lose, even though they have the ability to not never die. Right. So uh one of the biggest changes they make. Let's talk about the, what uh what changes, then we'll talk about what he keeps essential about the X-Men. Okay. The big change being that uh now Xavier, who usually wants to work with humanity or become part of humanity or create peace between humanity, is like, no, nope, yeah, pulling out, as you said, Josh said that a couple of minutes ago. And that's that's not completely new. We always have like I think even Xavier's been on that side before, and Magneto certainly has flipped, and you know, all these you know, all these characters have kind of done that. But there's always yeah. been the other mutants to bring them back into the fold, to be like, to teach them the lesson of their wrong. Right. This time, there isn't. Every mutant's on board. Man. Every mutant's on board. There are no, I mean, there's good mutants and bad, there's mutants, but like they're all one team. They're that's all the, I, inhabitants of Krakoa. And I think that's one of the most interesting parts is like, there's this like, oh, and here's our government council, right? And you don't really understand it yet. Like that'll get fleshed out, I'm sure. But it's really, it's like, you've got like the hellfire club has their faction and then you've got 
sinister. Uh, sinister and you've got apocalypse even apocalypse is like yeah dude whatever i'm here right like i'm in on it although but then I, he's like yeah. then he's like sad while fireworks yeah, are going that's, on i was gonna ask you about that i'm like is that just the way they drew him but they, they kept going back to that shot there's something he's got something up his sleeve i feel like oh he's like I, in the shadows I, there's something going on right like there has to be but it's it's that's the one thing that i that's the biggest change and that's the thing i've seen people kind of not be happy about is that all of the there's no all mutants are culty right now right, right. like they're all like nope xavier's right this is what we're doing it uh, is very matrix reloaded party scene you know like, right oh, right do, 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 do. but that was also super x-men because it was like the x-men were partying right they yeah, were yeah. just doing normal they may not have been playing beach volleyball but they were drinking baseball, beer they were drinking right pop, they were popping tops that they, they were doing fireworks man they were right they, and yeah. so that's very x-men there's a lot of like although i think the conversation it has been no you're right xavier yes this yes that there has been some really good dialogue and a lot of interpersonal talk, right? Yes. I think you've got scenes with uh, Xavier and Moira. And then in the future, when you've got the X-Men dealing with each other. And although like, um, I heard some people were, they didn't like the scene with storm when storms doing her, like essentially uh, brothers and sisters moment. Right. Yeah, like yeah, where yeah. she's, I thought that was paced wonderfully. The dialogue was just great. Everything about it was the world is different. And that's what Hickman is showing you. Hickman is showing you like this right, right where we're at, right where we're at right now, where Moira has, has let Xavier in on the game that they always lose. Right. Like this is different. And all the mutants know that it's different now. And I'm curious to, is that part of like them being resurrected? Is that what's, I want to know why. Ooh, I, I see what I you're saying. Like, it's it. like when, every time you come back, there's a, a primal di- deterioration in like who you are as a person that, that makes you more zealot. Maybe, I, or like, I just, I, I gotta think that like, this is a big departure. Having all of the, having all of mutantdom be essentially very like, Xavier's way is the way this is the way we're going to do it. We're going to clone each other. Screw him that everybody's kind of like screw humanity. Here's where we're at. I feel like there's another shoe that's going to drop and it wasn't going to happen in these 12 issues. It wasn't going to happen. Right. Cause that's what, that's what the story will be from here on out. Right. It's going to be infighting. It's going to be, yeah, yeah. yeah, Paul, it's going to be a lot of, it's going to be X-Men. Yeah. And I think that's what he I, I think like he set the table. And this is a, a wonderful, wonderfully complicated table setting. I don't know what's going on for everything. The future stuff is very confusing. And maybe that's because I don't know Nimrod very well. I don't know some of that stuff. I think the future stuff is going to be pulled back as they go into their individual titles. Because as we find oh, yeah. as we find out, all that future stuff. That was more a six life. So that is yeah. that, that is not the that is not the future of the X Men that are that were left with at the end of the book when they're partying. Yeah. That the future we saw isn't a thousand years from there. That was that was Mora's life six. So now it's possible that they could change it. And so since we don't since that revelation happened, I don't think we need to go back to the future as much. 
No, I don't think we will either. But but I think that that plays a key in how they act moving forward. Right. right? Like, what's the threat going to be? Right. Is it the infighting around all of these mutant heads? Right. Apocalypse and Sinister and the Hellfire Club and Magneto. That will certainly be a part of it. Yeah. But what's, That's what I'm saying. What's the is, big one, though? Yeah. Is that the infighting around how do you prevent that future? Yeah. What do you do to stop? Everyone's goal is aligned. It's just they have different, they're going to have different ways of getting Method, to that goal. Right? Yeah. 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 So that's the thing that I, that's what I think is really interesting. And, and I, like I said, you give me a map, you give me a chart, you give me like a table and a comic book. And I'm like, Ooh, yes. It reminds me of, remember like you'd get comic books and it'd have like the cutaway of the bat cave yes, or like, or like just like, um, just like a pull away of what's going on. And, 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 and we could go back to one of our very first episodes we did when we did, when we did profit. Yeah. And like it pours out what he's got in his backpack yeah, and it yeah. like labels all of it. And I was like, oh, I love that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So when you get this table of the Chimera X-Men that Sinister has been working on in the future and you get all this stuff, I go, yes. Yeah. I, I want that. Right. And it takes it's a that, while to get through because you have to really look at it over and over again yeah. and be like, what's going on here on this page? Well, because the timeline ones, of Mora's lives that they that they're one all, was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the blackout, like sometimes it's blacked out and then three issues later, the name is revealed. You're like, Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He does a really good job hiding all like hiding the stuff and then revealing it along the way. Right. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about some of our favorite moments. Like, uh, they don't have to be connected to the larger story. I'm going to give you this one. Let's just geek out on some stuff. The saber tooth scene, saber tooth trial. Yeah. Dope. That was dope. Very good. Because like you see, like he's like, stuck into nothing. Even the kindest X Men, like Nightcrawler, is this kind, like right, like, religious dude, and he's like, kill him. Kill right. Him. He's like, there is, there's no way, there's no way to do this. Right. I guess they don't kill like, him, but they suck him into the island where he's going to be in stasis for eternity. Right. I like the idea that they've now decided what their mutant laws are. Right. We don't kill people. We don't kill each other. I don't know what the third one is, it's but there's like Lord of the Flies. This island is oh, very well, Lord of the it's, Flies. It's also very like it's those those uh, the laws of robotics, right? Uh-huh. Do nothing that harms man. Right. Like don't make any decision, right? So and I Dr. really M- Moreau's Island. You right. Know, I, I do really like the idea that they came to the conclusion that like we don't kill people. Yeah. Even though like humanity, we know. So that's the one like bright light in they it. They need that. Right? They need that. Otherwise, it's just like this is just dark X Men. Right. Yeah. Um, but I did like that. That was a really good scene. I really liked that one. I did like the, I did like seeing the fantastic four in there and how they're dealing with mutants right now and what that all looks like. We haven't gotten a lot of that, but yeah, we can't no, ignore but, the fact that there are other superheroes out there that are not mutants. And I'll be curious to see how much the titles moving forward interact with the rest of the Marvel universe. Right. So how do you square this Krakoa with the Avengers? Yeah, how, how, do, you how do you have Wolverine this? show up in a uh, Avengers book and the Avengers not be talking about Krakoa like all the time? Right, and and so I like I thought that was a really good scene. The other one I really enjoyed, like I already mentioned it, the one where they go on the mission to kill the Master Mold. That was really cool because it gave you like, oh, this is what Hickman can do action wise, right? Right. Um, I really liked the the whole issue that followed Moira. 
that was one of my favorite. Yeah. Where you kind of saw the many lives and the that was redo. My favorite issue. That's the one I reread the, today. The yeah. redo of the scene over and over yeah. again. I that was fantastic. I really like that. Re- one. That one really makes you think about like, oh, what a burden and curse that would be. Right. And then and then the brilliance of it is he puts a clock on it. No, you don't get to yeah. do this forever. You get to do this 10, maybe 11 times. I'm like, maybe 11? What's and she's like, uh Destiny's like, if you do it, if you end it right, then maybe you get eleven. But it's ten, you know. And you're like, Whoa. yeah, yeah. I thought that was it's very really crazy. Cool. That was a really cool scene in that when Destiny, who was a mutant I didn't really know much about, comes in and tells Moira, Moira when she creates the mutant cure, cure this prophetic X Men comes and kills her because she's like, and she says, if you ever try this again in any of your future lives, I will come and kill you every time. Right. So that that's well, off the table for her curing the mutant, what she thought was a disease. Right. There's all these. I, I thought that was really cool. Right. That takes that off the table. I did really like the uh, I like the whole scene where we learn about how they actually clone everybody. Right. Like yeah. the three mutants and how their powers interact and how they manage to clone. That still does not make sense to me how their powers interact. I still know, they, but... they clone. And then like how essentially Cerebro and Xavier make a copy of every mutant. Yeah, he has to upload it like once a year or like once every six months. He has to go through a full upgrade. Yeah. Like he takes little snapshots, right? But in order to do a full download of everybody, like it takes a couple days, right? Like all of that stuff sets up major stakes. Yep. Right. Because we've hidden and I love how like it's like a it's like a cold storage somewhere. Like they're hidden around the world. Right. Um. That's really interesting because what does it do? It lets one of those people at the table decide that they don't like it anymore. And right. so any one of those guys, Magneto, it, uh, it's gonna be health- mystique, it's gonna be a mystique when they don't bring back uh destiny. Right. Like all of these, yeah. that's what I mean. Like you've you you have every everybody. So I think the tension that we've created is right now they're all unified, right? But what's the thing? What's the thing that's going to pull them apart? How do we, and, and I hate to like, look, how, what's the Game of Thrones aspect to this? Who's going to backstab the other one? Who's really, who wants to really be the king? Because look, does everybody want Xavier to be in charge? Even though he's not in charge, he is, right? Like he's the one who backs everybody up. But he's keeping all these secrets from people. Like he's right. keeping major secrets from people. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm curious. Like Xavier like, is a badass in this book, man. Not only is he's, he's his design is badass. His attitude dude, is badass. I love the helmet. Yeah. I heard some I, crap about it online. No. I love the helmet. You know, the only thing I don't like is the 18 pack abs. Yes. <laughs> well, it depends on who's drawing in that issue, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I thought I do love that design. I thought the design was very cool. Wouldn't that be an um, awesome Halloween costume? Just a black leotard with the Xavier helmet. Someone's going to be doing <laughs> that this year, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but I thought those were some of the really good moments. One of the moments that I really liked in the future was when uh, they get the all the information about the future robots and it gets downloaded on a crystal yeah, or like put into Moira's chest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that was really cool. I also really liked the last episode when it's or not episode, the issue where Logan has to kill Moira. Right? Like in the very future. 
And I he's knew like, that was happening as soon as the two shows. Oh yeah, the park. yeah, for oh, sure. You knew that was right. And go. she's like, and she, and, and there was this really interesting. I really thought that whole scene where the where the the robot guy was like, no, see, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it to this place first, then you can die. Yeah. Because once I get there, I will live outside of time. So you can't go back and erase me. Yeah. If I go here and you go back then we know and we'll come for you. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then she's all like, Logan's like, close your eyes. And she's like, I'm not going to close my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) It was so, it was so good. So a couple of, of times in this book, I would read something. I see a panel. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like that, that something revelatory just happened by, by that panel or what they said. But I'm like, I don't know what that was. I gotta go back a couple pages. <laughs> I gotta go reread. I'm like, something revelatory just happened. I have no fucking clue what it is. I gotta go back and read a couple pages. <laughs> and that might be part of the thing that's really got me interested is like, this is a complicated You gotta work. Story. You gotta work at this. You do. And I yeah. do. I like the work. I like the work. I, I'm gonna reread it. I wonder I've if only... reading it as, a, as one whole trade would have been like, as we weren't waiting that, we weren't waiting that long. No, it's only it's been 12 weeks, right? So it's been three months that we've been chugging along in this. And so every week you got another part of the story. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to read them again. Um, I was hoping to get some of it reread before this show, but it's not going to happen. But I am I'm going to go back and reread all 12 issues because now I can read it through the lens as I've I've seen it all. Yeah. Right. And I want to see if it pieces if I see anything I missed when I did that. So here's what I want to ask you, Travis. Uh, we've got all these characters a little bit. We just talked about Xavier having a great redesign. Yeah. Was there anything else that stuck out to you where you're like, Ooh, I like what that looks like. Yeah. Um, I, I like this costume. I like this character. Yeah. What, did, what did you think? What I found interesting about this whole run was the real absence of the core X-Men team as characters. Um, you, you didn't spend a lot of time. Like, I don't really know who Cyclops is in this kind of Hickman's run, Hickman's take on him or Storm or Jean Grey or Wolverine. Maybe you get the most out of, um, but it's really like Xavier, Moira, um, Magneto, uh, Magneto, Emma Frost, um, and like the, the big power, the big power mutants. Um, yeah. So, uh, best character in the book, Moira McTaggart, hands down for me. I love yeah. that character. I even like her design. Her little like like Annie Hall kind of looks like. I did, I, it was yeah. very good. It was all very good. Uh, what do you think of like white Magneto? What do you think of his I, very white costume? N- didn't understand why that not 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 a huge fan, but it didn't it didn't turn me off. But I was just like, eh. I mean, I kind I don't of, get it. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. Right, but I do kind of like like he's now he's on he's good or he's with like this. I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. I do like seeing Jean Grey in her Marvel, Marvel. her Marvel gear. Yeah. Uh, I th- I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, there there were. I like seeing uh, Cyclops back in in normal Cyclops gear and not have the weird looking X thing on his face too. Yeah, right? but if you want to do him right, put him back in Jim Lee's visor. I will. I you know what? Let me see the hair. Yeah, just let me, just see, let me see some of the hair. He's got a great. And he's I, got a great mane. He does. He's got a good head of hair, man. Let him. Let him use it. Let him use it. But I think you know there wasn't a big departure on a lot of these. Characters. Sinister was cool. I love Sinister in this. I mean, he still looks like Sinister, but in one book in particular, um, they they drew him like 
super cartoony expressions and um uh i really liked i really liked sinister in this i i must have i must have not been reading x-men comics for a while because sinister made no sense to me as uh, a personality in this book uh what about did you find that weird like i i wasn't there for the what's the what do they call it the lab the isle of sinister the yeah it's I, the bank of sinister or something like that which yeah it must have I, happened I did, like, in some previous bunch run. of them and I I I thought it was kind of interesting to see a character like to see him in this in this weird light, right? Like, um, I did. He's goofy there was, almost. Yeah, he was and, very kind of like zany about it. I did like um, I, I did like uh, oh man, in the far flung future, the one who's like part Colossus, uh, Colossus, part magic, part yeah. uh. Nightcrawler, oh, Nightcrawler. Night, like, no, I don't think no, she's Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is the other one because he's in yeah. the future, like the the clone of that one. Yeah, yeah Rasputin yeah. in the future with her. Yeah, but yeah. I did, I thought her character was probably the coolest amalgam of characters. I it, thought that was that pretty cool. made me very much like that took me right back to Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Uh, yeah. What about art? There's two. You know two what? Different artists on this. There are two different artists on it. I think I like the the powers of X art a little more. Uh, it's a little cartoonier. It's a little off base a little bit, but I thought both of them, I, neither of them are super house style and that might be the coloring. I, think so, I will say that the, the color on both of them, um, I think really takes that. Although I think that the powers or house of X has more of a house style to it. The colors are really good on it. And so um, I really liked both styles, but I think if I had a pick, uh, I think Pepe Larraz is really good on on uh, on House of X, but I think the art on Powers of X is just a little quirkier and and more my speed. Um, I did really like how uh, there's one scene where it's Professor X and he's got just two little dots for eyes, right? Because yeah, like yeah. it's pulled out far enough, and I was like, oh, I love that. Yeah, I like yeah. when that happens. It, he turns into Tintin for a second. Uh, yeah, that's very that's a very good uh, comparison. Yeah, yeah. But I do, um, I thought the, I think the art and the color on uh, Powers, it was better. Yeah. Um, but I liked them both. At, at no point was I like, I can't read this because I can't look at it. I did really like both. I, I thought the art. The coloring was fantastic well. on those Krakoa scenes too. The island yeah. looks like you're like, oh, I, that looks like a cool world they've built up there. Right. But the colors overall on both books are really, really good. Um, I really did like... The designs uh, are good, minus White Magneto, I think. Um, all right, all right. Yeah, so, I mean, this, for me, like, this, the art is good in this book, but it wasn't, it wasn't, like, the, like, what I thirsted for every week, you know? It was... Yeah, no, this, definitely, I, I wanted this, I wanted to un, I wanted to peel away the onion that is this story and get, get behind what's going on. And I will tell you, part of me wanted it just wrapped right at the end but at issue 10 just i was to be like this thing that like just existed for a moment in the x-men yeah. lore and it could be on your shelf and you can go back and read it every three years yeah but like as soon as we got to issue four and five for both series i was like oh it's i'm not, not there's no way there's gonna wrap this up we're yeah. not gonna wrap this up but that's yeah. okay because it leads into everything else um but i am very but you know what i am going to be a weekly reader of a couple x-men books coming up and that has not happened in a long time, my man. Dude, 
I'm going to be a weekly reader. And that has not happened in ages. <laughs> I am like, I am like salivating for these next issues. Do you, do you want to talk about some of the ones that are coming out? I got a list. Yeah. Right yeah. Here. I know. I know you've got the list of them. Why don't, why don't you lay out what's coming up and we'll talk about whether, you know, whether we think we're going to pick that one up or not. Here's the thing. I like the list. These covers are not, I don't know. These covers stand out to me is great. So the, the main title, X-Men, just X-Men. Uh, this is uh, Jonathan Hickman uh, writing on this one. So this is uh, a new era dawns for the X-Men. The X-Men find themselves in a whole new world of possibilities. So it's basically taking off of, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of Xavier, I, the, the tentpole issue where like the that big storyline gets really seated and everything yeah. kind of comes back to. Uh, it looks like the main character, it looks like you can get a lot of different characters in there, but I think Cyclops is going to be kind of like the, at the forefront of that book. It looks like Forge is in there as well and, and things like that. I, I will. That's probably going to be the one that I will for sure read is the 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 regular X-Men book. That yeah. will be mine uh, because I got to I got to continue this story through. And my guess is that it will be sprinkled throughout all of them. But I think the one that I'll need that that'll have the the solid thread through it will be just straight up X-Men. And I love that. It's just X-Men. Yep. Yeah. I, not, I, not, not like X-Men evolved or right. X-Men next evolution or X-Men right. or, or uncanny irascible X-Men, right? Like <laughs> it's just, it's just X-Men. It's not the These new cantankerous X-Men. X-Men. It's not X-Men red, X-Men blue, X-Men, you know, poiple. It's just, it's just X-Men. <laughs> so I'm just excited that it's that, 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 that's, that's one that it's definitely gonna be on my, on my list. This next title I think is interesting and, uh, so it's uh, it's called Marauders. It's yeah. written by Jerry Dugan. And Jonathan Hickman has seen all these books, and he says that this is his favorite title of the new run, Marauders. So Marauders follows, like, the the Hell Club aspect. You know how Emma Frost is put in charge of, like, the trading? She calls herself the yeah. East Trading, Dutch Trading Company, East Trading Company yeah. of it. So it's, like, Iceman, Storm, Bishop, Pyro, Emma Frost, Kitty Pride is the captain of this boat. I do love Kitty Pride. So she's got a dragon. It's a be... perfect captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that that team is going to be good. I like the I like the idea of X Men on boats. I like the idea of Kitty Pride and and Lockheed. So I'm like that's that one right there. I go like, okay, oh, I'll probably read the first one because I want to see Kitty Pride. Stop. <laughs> But I think I like I will probably read the first one because I want to know I want to I want to see what that I look here. I will. I'm going to say right now I'm going to read the probably issue one of all of them. All of them. Me too. I think so as well. Um, But the for sure one that I know I'll probably stick with is going to be the X one. I am. I'm interested in this, though. This next one is I am not particularly interested in where the story might go. But the team on this next book is like, yeah, of my dream lineup, man. So this is Excalibur. They're bringing back the title Excalibur, but it's, I don't think it's... So it's uh, Betsy Braddock, Psylocke, um, and you have Jubilee, Gambit, Rogue, <laughs> Apocalypse. That's and, the one where I'm like, okay, all right, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what is Jubilee doing <laughs> in this world? Uh, and then you have Betsy uh, Psylocke as... Um, uh, uh, Captain, Captain Britain. Britain and with the, you know like that sword like her you yeah. know psychic and then sword. Rogue man and Rogue, Rogue. yeah Get I'm it. I that one this is the I'm most a, like X-Men cartoon me excited about stuff right because it's got Gambit and, and you, like, Rogue and Jubilee <laughs> yeah Gambit Rogue and Jubilee look here's what they've done really well 
and and just the first three issues, right? Like, oh, you want your Wolverine and your Cyclops? Well, you're gonna have to read X Men. Oh, you want to see uh, Kitty Pride, huh? And Storm, you better read Marauders. And right? I love like, it. And I love that because that's what they used to do. They used to have yeah. uh, Blue Team and Gold Team in the '90s. And so uh, when Jim Lee was writing it, uh, yeah, or drawing on it and doing uh, stories, um, they'd have they'd break up into teams. So if you wanted this team, you had to follow Uncanny X Men. And if you wanted this team, yeah. you wanted to have. I love that. I love that. Uh, next one, New Mutants. This one from the cover. I don't know if the cover art is reflective of the art inside. Um, Ed, do you know Ed Brisson? Uh, you know the the names. I the name sounds familiar, uh, but he's writing it, and then Rod Reese is drawing it, right? Yeah, so it's co-written by Hickman and Brisson, and then Rob Reese. Yeah, that's probably like because it's co-written by Hickman. This is probably one I'll, I I will give a little more to. Well, because I, I think it's gonna be spacey. I think they're gonna go like to the Shi'ar Empire and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the Star Jammers, my man. Yeah, Star Jammers. What did I say? Mm-hmm. Oh, sp- oh, sp- yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the last one, I don't know if I'll pick this one up, honestly. Fallen Angels. Right right there, bad title. Yeah. This follows uh, Psylocke and Cable and X-23 and... and like, a- young Cable. What was that? Like, yeah, like young, sexy. Yeah, Young Cable. Um, And I guess they're, like, not on board maybe with everything that's happening but i'm like isn't psylocke in excalibur what, what i don't understand why she's but anyways that's the one i'm, I'm i i might not pick up unless someone's uh, and, well, then, and then there's x-force too so we still got x-force, x-force yep x-force is probably one where i'm like okay you've got domino you've got you know beast uh, in gray yeah sinister colossus wolverine so some x-men are i think looks like or maybe those are just covers. Oh, no, Wolverine's in it. Kid Omega, I don't know who that is. Right, but I think this is one where I go like, okay, it, it's going to be a little bit of... Um, Government policy shit. R- right, but it's it's going to be... I think this is going to be your like, all right, man, we've got to... This is the one where we're going to jump in and jump out. We're going to go infiltrate this and do this. And I kind of like that idea there. Um, but really, I, I will check out every first issue and then really decide where I want to go. But I think if there's three that I'm going to latch on to, it'll probably be I will most I will most definitely read X-Men uh, and I will most definitely read um, New Mutants, New Mutants. I think of the two just because it's I, I do like that Hickman tie in and then New Mutants feels like it's going to be pretty sci fi because it'll be in space. And so I do like that. But Marauders looks interesting. It looks Excalibur looks interesting. So I I will be I will be reading the first issue of all of them for sure. Let's see. The first issue comes out next week. This coming week, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think <sighs> X-Men is out this week. Oh. Yeah. Again, feeling like a child. Feeling like so a you're child gonna again. get you're gonna get one every week. Uh you're gonna get X-Men October 16th, Marauders, October 23rd, Excalibur, October 30th, and then X-Force and New Mutants jo- drop on the same date, November 6th, and then Fallen Angel on November 13th. And the Fallen Angel is probably the one where I'm gonna be like, I've fallen off by then. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I need to read that one. No, but- no, those characters on their own have ever been very compelling to me. Right. But I am I am very uh the X-Men book has got me. Oh yeah, I mean you you got me, Jonathan Hickman. You, you got my number. You said that you've been reading some stuff, but people are, are not liking this. Some people aren't liking this this new version yeah. of the X-Men. What is I what think, is their typical complaint about this? I think that the biggest complaint is 
you've taken personality out of all of these characters, right? We didn't get personality from, we don't spend time with anybody really. So you don't get Cyclops, you don't get storm. You don't, they, no one is fighting with what's going on. They're all sort of just going, yep, this is what we're doing. The only person who puts up a fight, Sabretooth. Yeah. Which makes him interesting. Right. (laughs) The only person who puts up a fight about the whole thing is Sabretooth. And, you don't really get that from anybody yeah. else. I do like how Sabretooth thinks he has a shot against like the high secret council of like the most powerful mutants in the world. He's like, bring right. it on. <laughs> I'll get you. Um, but I, you know, that's been the one complaint that I've seen from people is like, this doesn't feel like my X-Men because everybody's personality kind of got zapped. It's all, it's all in, in, in sacrifice of world building. And I, I would say like, I don't think we spend enough time with anybody to get their personality either. The only people whose personality you get are Xavier and Moira. Magneto. Uh, and yeah, I, I would say even Magneto, not as much, but yeah, you, you right. get it. he's very just one note. Mag- Magneto there. We, Hickman relies on a lot of what we perceive to be Magneto's personality. Right. Xavier's a dynamic character. Moira's a dynamic character, and the future humanoid uh, is a dynamic character. And the rest of them are just kind of like re- relying on our prior. I think you get some. I think them. you get some Logan. I think you get some you get Wolverine character yeah, yeah, yeah. in there. But I I don't think you spend enough time with anybody to see it. I really did think that the the conversation around the table with Sabretooth was very interesting. The idea of like. What do we do? What are our laws? How do we treat something like this? How do we show it? How do we make an example? I thought that conversation was really, really interesting, but I, I will agree that there isn't a lot of personality in the X-Men in these books. Right. But I would say that I don't think that's the purpose of this. I think the purpose of this is to, like you said, reset, and say uh, everything that happened, whatever. Here's where we're at right now. These are our new stakes. This is our new. This is our new normal. So yeah. how do we play with this new world? There's just there's too much to, uh, to use your expression table setting that has to be done. And in addition to giving all these characters a moment and uh, to right take a look at them, it's, I don't think any writer could really balance that in this amount of time that he was given. That well, I would also I would also tell you like this is this is only three months of books, right? So yeah. in the real world, this is three issues. Yeah, but we got twelve issues in the space of the time frame where we would normally get three to six issues, right? If right. there's two X Men books running, usually what we're going to get two a month, so we're, we're you know like in the time that we would get six, we got twelve issues. Twelve issues, yeah. And it really comes down to he used those 12 issues not to tell a deep story about X-Men independently as characters, but to really flesh out the world that we're in. And I can't like, look, the X-Men has this giant amount of lore. So you're either going to come in and be like, I guess like I'll just pick up where I left off where whoever before me left off, or you get to be Jonathan Hickman and go like, 
no man, I, I'm I'm gonna spend three months and I'm gonna set the table yeah. for my X Men universe. It takes a long time because there's so much lore, like you said. You have right. to take time. It's not just like it's not like Invincible. You know, maybe that's been around for like ten years. Like I'm gonna reset this. You're like, okay, that's ten years. You kind of do this one event can reset everything, but not there. He does such a good job of like, well, wh- then what about the days of future past? Like, well, we account for that. Well, what about like an age of apocalypse? Well, you account for that as well in here. Well, what he almost accounts for every possible. I'm sure there are people like, well, actually, no, he doesn't like take it for account the secret wars or whatever, you know. But he he does a really good job of 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 making it make as much sense as possible in the continuity of X Men while still right. And I think new. I think that's the other thing too is like X Men just has this giant convoluted crazy like having just read that whole series of like the history of the x-men and i go okay this is a this is a bunch of crazy stuff right like the history of the x-men is just gnarly man like it's wacky and so i think in order to kind of go like i want to tell a deep long-lasting story he had to give you an event or give you something that kind of goes, this is where we're at in the world right now. And he did it in three months, or he could have spent three years telling this whole story while doing the X-Force book yeah, and right. doing this and doing that. And, and I give think you those he, character moments that people were complaining about. Yeah. Right. And and he could have done that, but instead he gets to set the table now play with his world. Right. I, yeah. I, I was just, I, I, I really don't want to see a year of X-Men where they're developing that cure. I don't want to see that. I don't right. want to see, and people are trying to steal it. And then like they they have, uh, you know, bad batches of the, I don't want to see it. First page. We have a cure for that can make, you know, cure cancer right. and make, that's all. Do it and and let us play in the world after we've set the table. So I it just reminds me like I was just playing. Uh, I I got a I got Imperial Assault. It's a board game, uh, like and a Star Wars board game, right? And Renner is super impatient while I have to set the board up, right? But once you get the table set, you get to go and blow stuff up and have fun in the world and do all that stuff. And you get to make character moments, but in order to do that, you, you have to this learn plastic thing into this plastic thing, and then <laughs> right, you got to you got to put the pieces on the table and build your map. You have to get your characters out and let everybody read who their characters are, and you have to lay lay the land of the world. And I think really that's what Hickman got to do. Right, he got to do the nitty gritty of here's my world, here's where we're at, here are our players here's what the stakes are and maybe not even stakes. Cause I don't know what the stakes are. Right. But here's, here's the game we're playing. Now I'm going to play the game yeah. instead of spending. I think what happens sometimes is when you get folks come into a world like X-Men, you get writers jump into X-Men or you get writers jump into the adventure Avengers, or you get writers that take over a property like Jason Aaron taking over uh, Thor. And look, his like five year run on Thor as he's redone all of this stuff, this giant epic story is his way of doing it. But now someone gets 
five years of his thing. And how do you, what do you do? Right. So I think what Hickman was able to do is he's able to kind of reset it or not reset, but set the table, set the game in three months. And now he gets to play in his world instead of building the world over years of storytelling and then leaving this thing for someone else to come in with. He gets to build it himself and then play the game. He also is because he's not writing all these books. So he right. has to set the world up enough that the people who are taking over a title are like, what's going on here? Like they have to know the rules of this world. And so like you right. can't give Jerry Dugan a book and, and Jerry Dugan's like, well, I kind of have an idea what's going on over there, but I'm just going to kind of do my own thing. And then you let me know when you want to tie it in. That's how X-Men got off track <laughs> is that shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, dude, Hickman taking over the Star Wars franchise, like as far as like the big scope idea. How, can you think of <laughs> someone more perfect? Space, got it. Epic stories, got it. Got it. intricate like maps and details. He would be perfect. <laughs> but I am, I'm super excited for this. Yeah. I can't. I like. I have not been this stoked for a weekly book in a while. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it's perfect uh, time of year, too. I love how it's fall and like right? now we get these new books out, man. I love it. I love it. Right. Not- I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to drink. I'm going to drink my coffee out in my patio. And read latte. Right. Yeah. I, I, always, I feel like this. Uh, I feel like Chris Farley in that skit where like he's just gushing over people. He goes, right. Remember that time when you put Sabretooth in the, the heart <laughs> of Krakoa? It's cool. It's awesome. awesome. <laughs> We're not going to do favorite panels because we have like 12 issues there. And we read this digitally right. and I don't want to go back and flip through. I, I, I couldn't give you an accurate favorite panel in this. There's just no, too no, much. No, no. Yeah, yeah. But I would agree with you. So, yeah. And we've kind of given our favorite scene. So, yeah. you know. I, yeah, I feel like I've exercised. This is a good conversation. I feel like I've exercised a lot of like, this is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, look, I, I think that you and I will probably come back. And I think that we should read. Here's what I here's what I suggest we do. Here's my take. We read all. Is it six books? Yep. Right. That are coming out. You and I come back in. Uh, well, we're going to do issues, but like Very, we come back yeah. end of November. November 13th is when Fallen Angels comes out. So we come back sometime in November and we we revisit what we thought of those six. I like it. I like it. All right. We've done stuff like this before. Remember the New 52? (laughs) We tried to read all the titles out there. Can't do that. Can't do do it. Ain't no got time for that shit. Hey, Marvel, you know another thing? All right. You lay the table. Now drop the prices of these freaking books. I don't know, Josh. I, I'm gonna have to be very discerning if they keep these books at five dollars a pop coming into these new after. Oh no, you're right, and then that's that's gonna like that's gonna make me go. And that's why, like, look, am I gonna check them all out? Yes. Is Fallen Angels intriguing me just by what it is to get me to spend four or five bucks on it? No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> no. Fallen I, Angels, I, you're on watch, you're on notice, right? You're right. on notice. I don't, I, I have no idea what you are but you're on notice. Yeah. Noticed. Uh, but, um, so that's like when you're playing with your action figures, taking this world building analogy, when you're playing with your action figures with all your friends, everyone brings in action figures to like add to it. And then like one poor friend brings like plastic Lincoln logs or like old wooden toys. You're like, what is this? It's my, that's a wood toy. Get that shit out of here. It doesn't belong here, Kevin. <laughs> Come on, Kevin. Uh, but I, you know, I'm really interested to see where it goes. Hickman is, is built something really kind of cool that I want to see where they're doing. Here's my worry. 
and this is where like we've been very gushy. Can you keep this high concept? Can you keep it going into the X Men? Or and how long before someone yeah. else has to reset this <laughs> that boy? Also, Marvel, I'm not I'm not reading another X Men reset in the next three years. So you better you better <laughs> you let better, him keep the thing for a while. Yeah, exactly. Like you live and die by this sword, Marvel. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not we're not doing like a new fifty two. Then like all everything DC did not not happening. Yeah, it was New 52, and then it wasn't, was it like DCU or something like that? There was two within like two years of each other. Yeah, where they didn't reset the thing, but they were like, and now we're bullshit. It's bullshit. (laughs) Well, so remember they they were like, let's bring a bunch of indie artists on. And look, I love the art on some of that stuff. Dr. Fate with the art on that Dr. Fate book was very good. I love the Babs Tar art on Batgirl. I love like these the they even did like a bizarro book where it's like oh that art's pretty rad on bizarro tom king did a omega men book all of that very cool but then uh, then constantine they're like oh here's these little niche artists that we're gonna bring in on stuff and then they're like oh no one's buying them never mind (laughs) scrap that we're gonna go back and let's bring in uh we'll just bring in some 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 normal guys speculation that time warner is even thinking about scrapping the dc altogether how do you have movies if you don't have the books? Well, they got like 60 years of them. Yeah, but like who is I just think I don't know. And look, they don't what they are is their their idea generating machines. So could you imagine if like like if they're going to sell off DC, they could sell the character rights. Can you imagine if Marvel like had Batman and they had to somehow like Marvel Comics had to take Batman into their world. It's such like, a, like an obvious geek conversation to have, but it's too big that my, my head hurts like just even thinking about trying to think about that concept. Yeah, be- well, here's the problem is that most of DC happens in a fictional U.S., and Marvel happens in real U.S. It's comics, dude. You could, you could merge worlds and parallel lines. No, I, I don't disagree with that. It could be that, a Jacob's like, Ladder situation where this whole, both worlds were in like a child's fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, yeah, I, I... I don't want it. I don't want it, but... No, no. All right, my man. So, ladies and gentlemen... Oh, we got some t-shirts. T-shirts! Yeah. Here's, here's what I gotta tell you. Uh, If you were on Twitter and you saw... Or I wasn't on Twitter. I think you only put it on Facebook. On Facebook, we shared some uh, some designs for some T-shirts. And I think Twitter, you could see one of the designs on Twitter. We're going to post some links to the Comic Exposure T-shirt store on Amazon. So we've moved over to Amazon. We get a little cut of it. Bezos gets most of it, right? Fucking he's, Bezos. <laughs> he's got all the Bezos money. Bezos is like my boss now, man. <laughs> he is. He is like your boss now. But if you if you go to the Comic Exposure store... We've got four T-shirts up for you. We've got the classic comic exposure logo, right? With the two bars, comic exposure. You can get it in white. You can get it in yellow. And you can get it in pink, pink yeah. right? Odd choices. Uh, odd choices. What I would like is I'd like to get it on black. I'd like to I didn't find have, a way. I didn't, I didn't have the reverse switch. You can, you can know, send that to me. Fine. We can make it happen. So, uh, And then you can get a, a, a one with Bruce the Comics Kaiju, our, our new little mascot that you've seen uh, on... Up on our Twitter, he's on our header for the Twitter. You can you can check it out there. You can get Bruce the Comics Kaiju on a shirt. 
you can get a uh, Travis is wearing one right now. You can't see it. So I don't know yeah. why I'm even telling you that he's wearing it. Uh, but it is very it's inspired by Travis's living in Japan a little bit. Uh, it, ha- it says Indie Comics Rising on it. It's got a long box. And then behind <laughs> the long box is the red sun a very yeah. japanese it looks like japanese watercolor the shirt almost yeah, does yeah. too the artist like, uh, it's all watercolors on there yeah so it's, it's very when cool you go, when you go to your next con like show tell them what's up everyone's got superman shirts but you want to yeah you want to show people you support indie comics too yeah where, where your indie comics rising shirt and then there's the best shirt and travis commissioned a, a picture of he and i and i'd love travis can you tell everybody what your direction was for right. this and and then tell them who you reference to okay. for the for the image i forgot that i even told you this um <laughs> yeah so i wanted to play with the uh exposure part of comic exposure so i was thinking like maybe a flasher or something like that but i was like you know what what if like josh and i are like 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 we got capes that are covering up our naughty bits so we're not fully exposed but we're like oops right almost like you stepped out of the shower and uh you know like you like your towels draped around you before someone could take a picture you know and yeah. and i was like yeah but how how do we explain this to like an artist via online and then so i sent reference photos and when i typed in like cape draping super you know like combination the image that i got was terry hatcher from the 90s who's draped like she wears superman's cape like tied to her like draped yes. around the front of her naughty bits and so i was like something like this but also like if you and and they just ran they they it was photo reference and they went right from that reference yeah and so essentially what you've we're got wearing is, dresses <laughs> you have travis and i wearing togas <laughs> that happen to be capes and we are in the nude under them, I'm imagining. We got shoes on. Uh, but we have shoes on. We have shoes and socks on. <laughs> so I think bad. the best part the best part is that Travis has hiking boots on because he always wears hiking boots. And then I have dress shoes on because I apparently I always wear dress shoes. And so, but like you are very much like hand on a hip. I'm popping a hip. You're popping a hip with the microphone up in the air like yours. And then we have microphones in our hands. Yeah. And so it's like... It's like we're on Eurovision, or essentially. Like, we're like, we're like, I'm, it looks like I'm Dazzler from the X-Men, just like making right. fireworks rain out. And then I look very sad as I'm on, like, I'm laying on the ground with like my head down, <laughs> but like in a very sort of like sassy pose, like with one leg kind of up. Oh, laying. I much prefer your pose. <laughs> you, uh, you are the much sassier one. But <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get this wonderful t-shirt of Travis and I, uh, you can get it. At Amazon. So we'll get the link. We'll be in the show notes. Travis will put the link in the show notes so you can click rules. it. Actually, you go to go to comicexposure.com, click on our merch tab at the top, and it there takes you go. right to the Amazon. Uh, comicexposure.com, click to the merch tab, go to the Amazon page, and get one of these a sweet, a sexy shirts. New, My design, wife got new hers. design coming out next week. My wife got hers in the mail today. Yes. <laughs> and so she, she was wearing it today. I got Bruce the Comics Kaiju today. So uh, it's 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 good stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, go check that out. You can find all of our old episodes uh, online at www.comicexposure.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Comic Exposure. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Comic Exposure, and uh, see what's going on. You can see uh, what we've got coming up. 
Uh, spooky. Ooh, my spooky favorite issue. episode of one of my favorite episodes of every year is the spooky we're, Halloween episode. We're doing a spooky Halloween episode. And so Travis and I are reading a very DC Halloween, which takes, I think, the last two years of Halloween specials and puts them into one trade. Not this year's Halloween special because it hasn't come out yet. <clears throat> or maybe it came out this week. I don't know. I didn't read it. But the last two years of, of DC Halloween specials jammed into one trade, a very DC Halloween, a collection of short stories. One, Travis loves short stories. I love anthologies uh, short stories. And so this is a wonderful little anthology. I love Halloween. Uh, and so Travis and I are, are going to dive into that on the next spooky episode. Uh, and then Lord knows what we're going to do, Travis. Who knows what we've yeah. got up our sleeves. Oh, we're going to Hickman it. We're going to clear the tables. We're going to yeah, rearrange we're, things. It's we're going to, yeah. It's no longer be, be about comic books. <laughs> so if you if you want to uh, grab that a very DC Halloween, you can get it on on uh, Amazon or Comixology. You can get it digital uh, and and read along with us as yep. we kind of dive through it. We're going to pick our favorite stories out of it, and then I think Travis and I are going to have a little conversation about what kind of a horror story would we tell Ooh. with our favorite with our oh, favorite DC that's brilliant. Characters. Oh yes. Uh, so yes. it's it's gonna it's gonna be a good time. So that'll be that'll be our and you have Halloween to issue. write the first line of the story. Okay, yeah, I can right. do that. I can uh, do that. And that will be out on uh, that October twenty sixth, twenty seventh weekend. So that way, yeah, it's just right in time for the holidays to get you all. Riled yeah, up. well, while you're walking around trick or treating, put your one AirPod in uh, while your Ooh. kids are kind of running from house to house. Good and call, listen, Josh. Good listen call. to us talk about this. Don't forget to have a little bit of the bubbly in your in yeah, your, uh, a little pumpkin in your, ale. Yeah, yeah, in your in your whatever your you know the thing you hide in your neighborhood so no one knows that you're out like New Orleans walking around oh, with dude. an open container. Nothing uh, is better than on a rainy October night, sitting down with a bag of Reese's Pieces and a scary comic book and just being a kid oh, again. It's it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Uh, please make sure that you tell your friends and your, 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 your enemies and your grandmother about the podcast. Have them uh, listen to it. Uh, if you could subscribe on iTunes, give us a good rating. Let the world know you're listening. And ladies and gentlemen, Travis and I will see you next trade.